Hey, it's George and Jess. Your journey of self-discovery starts here. I heard an interesting term the other day. It's called the overview effect. And it's actually pretty relevant considering, is this, you said Earth Month? It's Earth Month, Earth Week, and Earth Day is on Saturday. Well, there you go. So that's, it's a very earthy time. It's celebrating the Earth. But anyways, back to my original topic, that the overview effect, What I had never heard of it until William Shatner got his ride into space. Of course, William Shatner, the the obvious, known probably best for his work on Star Trek and being Captain Kirk. Yes. It but took you, me a second. I was like, you did who not, are we talking about? Yes. Yes, William Shatner. No, I'm, I'm following. Sorry. Okay. So William Shatner, God, he's, I think he's, is he 90 now? Is he that old? I don't know. He's, he's old. But anyways, he, when was that he had that ride into space? It 2021. Was, oh, it was two years ago already. I wow, believe so. Yeah. Well, anyways, he said when he got up there and he looked out and he got the first view of Earth he felt sad and he needed to just sit someplace and cry. Mm. Turns out that's not a uncommon thing. And it's all due to this overview effect. And that is being in space. And many astronauts have felt the same thing. When they look back at earth, it looks so fragile. This term was actually coined for the first time, I believe, in the late 60s. It and that been, was when they first saw the Earth from space. The Apollo astronauts. And yeah. it was this this overwhelming reflection of how beautiful the Earth is. Well, I've actually heard one astronaut say... He said, I would look down at Earth and, you know, the blues, the greens, the beige, the clouds. It looked so full of life. And then he would look at the vacuum mm-hmm. of space behind him and he saw nothing but death, mm. dark. And well, because we don't know what's out there. Right. It's it's the it's the unknown is what it is. And we are people again. I don't. It's hard to emphasize how small we are, even the Earth itself. Mm-hmm. You know, with this James Webb telescope, they're now discovering galaxies that they that shouldn't even exist. There's, they're so far. There is. No, they, they're beginning to believe that there's just no end. Infinite. Infinite. Yeah. There is no end, and this does nothing but reaffirm my belief that it is impossible that we are alone. Do you think that we're alone in the galaxy? I don't know. Or the solar system? I have no idea. I guess the solar system would be where you could surmise your best educated guess. It's just, it. but the thing about it is, are there intelligent, is there intelligent life mm-hmm. somewhere that has developed far beyond what we can even comprehend. So that kind of travel and distance and all of that to them may not be 
as amazing as it is to us. I mean, they're they're talking by the next the end of next decade, they want a man on Mars. They want boots on Mars, which is weird to think about. And I saw was it Elon Musk talking about how like our humanity depends on it. Like, are we going to have to colonize Mars to to survive? We don't. I don't know. But it's weird to, to watch all this progress. But I did think about that, like the the overview effect. I thought. That is, that's crazy, but I, I kind of understand it because if even when you're on a plane, mm-hmm. let's say a commercial airliner and you're at 30,000 feet and you're, and there's no cloud cover and you look down at earth, it all, it looks very peaceful, mm-hmm. right? I remember that on chopper rides when I was in the Marine Corps and I, and I would think to myself when we were up there. God, it's so peaceful from up here looking down. But then when we would land and I would be back into the chaos of the gunfire and artillery and bombs and all that, right? It, it, then, you, then all of a sudden you're launched back into the chaos that exists on the ground here. Mm-hmm. But if you were to look at it from space and then they reflect on what we're doing to it. Right. What, what, what we're doing to the planet. And that's where the first earth day came from right following that first um visit to space and hearing the memories of these astronauts and what their perception of the earth was and how it had changed and that's when the climate and and just taking better care of our planet started to become more prominent conversation but that was 60 years ago and we haven't really. We've gone. We've gone We're the wrong direction. We're only making it worse. We have definitely gone the wrong direction. One astronaut that um, visited. He was an Apollo astronaut in 1971. He described it as an explosion of awareness and an overwhelming sense of oneness and connectedness, accompanied by an ecstasy. That was Edgar Mitchell, an yeah. Apollo 14 astronaut. That was his his feelings of seeing the Earth from space for the first time. He also said he was one of the ones that swears they have evidence that there is extraterrestrial life. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah Edgar Mitchell did. Oh, that's cool. So it's, it's in, but I just, I can imagine what kind of a a moment that would be. Mm. Yeah, just especially, getting to that point where you can see it. Especially Armstrong and those other guys, the first men to set foot on the moon. Mm-hmm. To look back when you're at that distance, 240,000 miles away, roughly, to look back at Earth and be like, that's our home. It's all we've got. And you think about why are we down there killing each other? Right. And hating each other and why are, fighting and why are, arguing. Well, why are we burning down the uh, and, and and deforesting the, the, the rainforest? Mm-hmm to build cattle farms that we're going to, to butcher uh, just all of it, all of it. We do, we do a lot of dumb stuff and we're doing dumb stuff and it's just getting worse. It is the pollution. Yeah. Like right? the, the microplastics in the oceans and the, the tons and tons, literal tons and tons of waste and like un, unworn clothing that gets shipped to third world countries and just piles up. War. 
Why are we killing each other? Know, that's so one sad. of the that's one of the really to me that's just one of the most profound things when I read about that. I was like, that makes perfect sense because you just set back that far and you just look at it and it sh- it looks like such a wonderful place mm-hmm. from a distance until you're on the ground. And then you the see news. and then you see what's going on here. No wonder the aliens don't want to come. Yeah, they're probably like, ooh, that place is pretty. And then they get a little closer and they're like, mm, no, we're out of here. Reverse. So, yeah, I, I, the, if you get a chance to look it up, the overview effect. They have tried simulating the effect. They've actually built um, like a virtual reality where you go into this immersive experience and it it mimics um, like floating. It mimics what you would see. It mimics the amount of time that you would be um in a spacecraft in order to see it. Sure. Um, but the effects aren't nearly as lasting. Like you, you feel it a little bit is what they've reported. Um, but it's, it's not nearly as profound as what the astronauts have reported. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would be like. I would love to feel it. I would love to see it. I most likely will not, but I would, I would like to try even the simulation, but, well, you know what though, in two decades though, Space travel may not be three decades, whatever. It may not be as far-fetched as it is now, the way we're progressing with technology. It may not. I mean, I'm not talking going to the moon, but I mean, to get up. Like on a like yeah on just, a rocket and do just space travel? To get up for like a, a, a 10 or 15 minute oh. flight to where you come back down. I don't know. It'll always be incredibly expensive in our lifetime, but. Perhaps achievable. I'd love to see it. I know. I, I mean, would I don't too. know how I feel about getting on a rocket, but I would. I would love to see I the would, Earth from yeah from space from a distance. I mean, the pictures are breathtaking, right? The images and what and again, I've been and I don't know what, how I went down this rabbit hole, but I've got to get one of these guys in here because an astronaut? No, <laughs> not an astronaut. One of these flat Earthers. Have you heard of these people that oh, believe yeah. the earth is flat? I have heard of them. I don't know any. Me, I don't neither, think I know any. And neither do I. But there, this is a growing movement, and it's insane because there is all the evidence in the world, and we know for a fact, beyond the shadow of any doubt, that the earth is round. I'm trying to picture even how they would, like, are we? do they picture it as a disc? Here's the deal. If you were to look at from the top of the earth straight down and then laid out like you see on some like on a on a topographical map uh-huh. if you were to look at it like that they think that that's the earth laid out flat and then on the edge of it is an ice ring that we call uh. antarctica and that surrounds uh. the entire earth now there's there's some different flat earthers there's those that believe that it's like that and we are in space, and we were created by God. And then there's the flat earthers that believe we are living in a dome, and uh-huh. the sun, the moon, and everything else is just simulation. Wow. There's some weird, and I'm not afraid to call it that, because there's, I mean, obviously, we know that that's not true. They figured this out 500 years ago. Here's the square and stationary earth. I don't know what that is. There are, I don't know how, and how do they get people to buy into this stuff? It's insane. 
are flat earthers being serious? They are. They are. Because I mean, I, I would have I would have said there's nobody in their right mind, but there are some guys that I've listened to that try to put together a compelling argument. And it just goes back to the fact that we know it is not true and we've been to space and you can see it. They figured out the circumference and the shape of the planet like in the third century. It was like, well, they, I, I know for a fact that when uh, Columbus and that it was around that time, right? When they first circled the globe on a ship. Uh-huh. I think that's when they really, when they kind of hammered it home. It's it. So this started in the fifties, this belief, the, 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 the flat the, earth, the modern flat earth society. Yeah. There, there are people that believe that we are a, like a dish plate with, with water and land and everything else on it surrounded. And the only thing holding everything in is an, an iceberg rim around the edges. I'm not making this up. I, my head is having a hard time even. Yeah, well, that mine constructing too. Constructing a vision of that—it's crazy. I would, <laughs> I, I would love, I would love to talk to one individual that believes that. Yeah, it would be fa- a because, fascinating conversation. And I, I be, I'd be willing to bet, willing to bet that I can probably book one of these guys mm-hmm. that are because there's a there's a growing movement of just and I again, nothing surprises me anymore. True. Because if you look at some of the yahoos in this country and the conspiracies that they're buying into, nothing, nothing really surprises me anymore. But uh, there there are people who actually believe that and they don't and they believe that we've never been to space. I was watching a YouTube video about the people who believe that there is life in inner earth, like full, like civilizations in inner earth. Right. Which is a different side of the coin, but also very like, Out, huh? just Yeah. Where, I mean, you, it makes you wonder, what are these people smoking? Uh, it's so, it's you know? just fascinating. It is crazy. So we have the earth that, 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 we're, that you all see every day when we get up. And I think it's a wake up call to start taking better care of it. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this, gosh, probably like a year ago, um, like it can feel very overwhelming as just a regular person. Sure. Like, what can I do? Is anything that I do actually going to make a difference? I think so. Everybody, you you got to get the right people on board. But I'm yeah. I'm a firm believer that the greed that the men that run the planet have that kind of greed they they it knows no boundaries. Mm. Which is that, scary. That's why they would deplete Earth of everything that it has, and and they would have the money to go find another planet to invade. <laughs> Good luck to that planet. I know. Well, it's just it makes you wonder, right? Since we know all of this stuff, right? Why why does it? Why are we still going down the wrong path? Because nobody with the power to stop it is doing anything. Which is very odd, right? It's, Doesn't it's, that raise red flags? It's greed, right? It's like. Why? Why do we keep doing it? Why do we keep making it worse? It's just it's it's crazy. Like why why won't some people who appear to be in charge even talk about it? Maybe maybe the, the next generations that are coming up, this will be a thing. I hope so because I think that uh, adults under thirty mm. are are pretty conscious of the environment. I think so too. And even the funny thing is Clara in kindergarten now, but she constantly comes home and talks about 
taking care of the earth and making sure that we don't pollute the waters and the oceans. And she so, wants to go clean up the beaches. Yes. Yeah, so she's getting some really solid advice mm-hmm. from somebody. I'm assuming it's her teachers. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So she's getting, she, she's learning because when I was her age, I didn't, that didn't, none of that meant anything to me. No, I think we started talking about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply as a collective, like in the nineties. Does that sound right? Yeah. It's really gained steam. I I remember going to earth camp over the last 10 years. I think it's really picked up steam because of, I mean, obviously the evidence of the, 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 the things that are happening just doesn't feel like anything's happening (laughs) to fix it. There isn't. (laughs) I mean, I know there are, there are some, some companies who are really trying, but it's going to take more than, some companies trying and they're i mean to do anything the changes would be bone breaking if we were to do it right right because there's so many elements i mean it's it's agriculture it's the water it's the food it's the the plastics you know it's so many different things and when you talk to the average individual who doesn't pay any attention to any of this they're not willing to give up anything Mm -hmm. that makes their life the way it is right now. Yep. I mean, the reaction to electric vehicles is speaks volumes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of, I didn't even, didn't even mention like the, Carbon pollution. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. So, I mean, then there's people that that never want one. They don't care. They want to blow smoke out Mm -hmm. of their. (laughs) Right. Like the fossil fuels. I know. I know. Drilling. And it's like, ah, if you start thinking about it and listing it, you're like, we'll never fix it. And I understand. too much. And that we don't have the infrastructure. Like you couldn't just make everybody buy an electrical vehicle. An electric vehicle right now because. It would. We don't have the infrastructure to, infrastructure to support any of it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't if you couldn't take a town the size, and it's just a little over fifty thousand people. The town that we live in, you couldn't take a town this size and make everybody drive an electric vehicle because we don't have the infrastructure. No, we don't. If if you don't, just think about an apartment building. What, right, even what, brand new apartment buildings, yeah. they're putting two or three EV charging stations at those. But what if you had? 400 tenants and you they all they all needed a charger right and then what if you were traveling on let's say thanksgiving weekend Mm -hmm. and all of america's on the road and your charge only takes you three 350 miles so you have millions of people stopping for a few charging stations here and there it wouldn't work no it wouldn't work the whole thing does that they have to completely re configure our whole setup mm-hmm. it's just i mean i've talked to guys in construction about this and they're like we don't know but i can tell you right now the way things are the way we're building now they're not even thinking about it no the, the, there's only a couple charging stations here and there to make certain people happy yeah and there and there's grants and there's funding but it's you know 
ten to twelve thousand dollars for one. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's gonna It's it's gonna be a that's something that they haven't thought about. And that's why these guys are pushing back on it, and I understand that. We're we we're not ready. No. They they should have been thinking about this fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. And when it was brought up in the 60s and 70s, everybody was laughing at those guys. I didn't even know it was brought up back then. And, uh, well, they were talking pollution in general oh, yeah. and looking for alternates, you know, because there's, and it goes beyond, I mean, there's solar power. There's all kinds of different mm-hmm. things that we could use. Hydrogen. I mean, there's there's probably stuff that's been buried by these petroleum companies, you yeah. know. I mean, there's that's not a, as far-fetched conspiracy theory as a lot of people would like to believe. Oh, right. Because there's so much money in petroleum. Or the conspiracy theory that like we could have free power. Have you ever seen that uh, one? Yeah, yes, I have. That and like they have the technology to create free power. There's not that's not as far fetched as you think. I know. Yeah. That's well, that's what the, they think a lot of what again, the stuff that you that people are reporting as UFOs and things like yeah. that and all these alternate they think that there is alternate sources of energy that have not been revealed to the average person because it would cripple the petroleum industry one, right? And some of the other just, it'd be meaningless. All of that stuff because they have advanced propulsion systems and fuel that would be, that would just annihilate Mm -hmm. everything we currently use. You could power the entire earth. And that comes back to the greed. Yeah, 100%. I mean, again, we're sounding like the flat earthers right now, but it's not. I don't know that we do. It's not as far fetched as you think, because I've heard guys talk about that. Stephen Greer, if you get a chance, check him out. I mean, if you listen to a lot of. Oh, I have. I have. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy that was a ER surgeon for years, but has taken on. He's one of the guys that wanted the disclosure Mm -hmm. for, for more than two decades. Going back to the 90s, he's been working on this and pressuring these guys for full disclosure, because there's something out there and somebody has something that we all don't know about. And again, if that, if it did exist, can you imagine what that would do to like the Saudis and some of these, we don't need, we don't need your oil anymore. We don't need anything. It's all worthless. I wonder if we will see it in our lifetime, like this change where we're, where we're accessing renewable resources and and the greed is gone and like will that ever i know it sounds like a utopian earth but who knows who knows i I just feel like if you got the right people all working together for like actually the common good of humanity you might be well that's you're beginning to sound like you want to do things in a civilized and (laughs) meaningful manner it's like that's not the world definitely not doing that we're not yeah we're not i mean you don't want to get a yeah i I mean listen without taking digs half this country i believe is is basically nuts oh i mean i honestly i mean it's like they're 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 not paying any attention to what's going on i believe that i believe half of america has no they don't even care they're just living well, I, in think, la la land. I think that that's how that's how they want they it. want it. Sure. They, that's how the society oh. was set up. It could be more than that. Yeah, I think that's how society was set up for you to just like go, Grind. Through, go through the motions, you know, crack open a Bud Light, 
after work. <laughs> like, well, now they're mad about beer cans as well. I know. That's so why I use that as an example. <laughs> but, you know, right. like you're, you're like in the matrix. That's it is. How it's supposed, it, that's how it's designed. It's, it, you know, it doesn't seem as far-fetched as it. None of, none of the science, science fiction movies seem as far-fetched as they once did. Mm-mm. They don't. It's really crazy to watch how rapidly all of this is progressing. And I think the advancement of AI and everything that goes with it is really pushing this. And I think that it's going to happen so fast because it won't be a gradual progression over a couple of decades. This AI stuff is going to be like a punch in the mouth that mm-hmm. you didn't know was coming. And it could happen before the end of the year. I mean, by the end of this decade, I mean, the automation systems could just literally wipe out the need for half the population. Yeah, life as we know it will be will look entirely different. Which is the one of the reasons I think that they're looking at like UBI and things like that. They don't get me started because I don't I don't want to get into the politics of it. But that is something that they're looking like, how are these people going to take care of themselves? Right. And right. UBI is universal income. U- UBI is universal basic income. Right. Oh, UBI. Yeah. And universal basic and it, income. And it's, you know, it's socialism. That's a socialist state. The, the government. Is, the yeah, government, I don't know enough about that to. Well, it's it, you can't. Here's what I would tell people. I would never want to ever depend on the government to take care of me right that to me is dangerous but we are also creating technology to eliminate millions and millions of human jobs more than half probably like in a very (laughs) fast like like i'm talking it people are like oh in 20 no No. it won't be it will five this stuff is happening well because nobody's paying attention oh i am that's you know and this and this, they're not going to slow down. Even if they tell you they're going to put a pause on it, they're not no. because it got this far. It's all, and they shouldn't have to. It's privately funded. Well, and the cat's out of the bag. Right. Like you can't put it back in. But there's so many people that aren't paying close enough attention to what kind of disaster this could turn Well, And into. it is hard to comprehend. Like it I is. read and listen to it. T- I've been reading a book about AI, I've been listening to AI podcasts. And I'm like, it's hard to comprehend even when you are paying attention. Yeah. So, but they ought that, you know, it goes back to the matrix. They don't want us paying attention. They don't, they don't want us to be like educating ourselves and understanding it. They just want to take over and then be like, Oh shoot. Yeah. Now we're in charge. Here's your check. You know, it's, it's hard to not pay, you know, any attention for me. It's, I mean, I have to, it's just, I'm, I'm, I've been a news hound for the past 30 years. It was part of my job to follow what's going on. And this is one of those things that I'm glad I'm not out there anymore. Constantly. Just, I would say what's kind of, what would be the word? I'm just inundated with so much of this. Now I kind of control what I, what I actually take sure. in. There was a point, yeah. there was a point where I couldn't, and it was just yeah. like, Oh my God. But, you know, being it, you know, this is the month and the time when we're supposed to be celebrating Earth and thinking about how we could take better care mm-hmm. of it. It just makes me think that have we have we come too far to where we can't? It is, I don't know if we can go back. I don't know either. I'm keeping my little utopian holding hands singing Kumbaya this vision why, in my head. This is why these people are out living off the grid. 
Pluto and Aquarius, man. <laughs> I'm serious. We've got to we listen. We will bring this up at some point. Maybe it's a whole other show. But we've got a book that one of your friends brought. It's called what's it called? The crystal one. Yeah, or the astrology one. The the crystal one. What's it oh, called? Oh, your crystals, your journey, your journal. Discover your unique crystal code. I would like to get Christie's take on this take on that book. It's, actually, it's a really beautiful book. I got it as a gift from my friend Jess who visited last weekend, but it, it's um, intricate. Is that a good word for it? I don't know. It's and that some of it was crazy. <laughs> I was like, you know, cause it was talking about like, if you have this problem, put this super potion together. It's not potions in a gold bowl. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, equipment required by this book. There, it's a it's a pretty book. I mean, it, well, it's like literally like putting together a witch's brew. Some of that stuff, right? I don't think I got into it as much. Oh. You and Jess were kind of having a heyday with. Oh my it god, it's night. the best! I'll have to open it up and, and, and read you some <laughs> of the uh, recipes. I'm not making this up. It's in there. Uh, and it's bonkers, so I don't know how legit that is, but it's funny. It was great entertainment. It was. We all had a good. We had a. We had an, an enjoyable time. I was telling Garrett this the other day when he was in here. We did another Men in Sobriety podcast, but I said we were all there was no alcohol involved. Nope. And the four of us sat here on Saturday night, and I had not laughed that hard in my adult life. I almost passed out. I was laughing so hard at a couple. A couple times. I was, oh, yeah. It was, we had, and lit, that we was, sat here till one o'clock in the morning. We recorded the podcast right after we got home yeah. from the um, psychic gallery. And then right. we sat in the studio here and just told stories and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. It was, it was insane. It was so much fun. And none of the four of us had a drop of alcohol. No. It, it was, was a great, like, oh, you don't think you can have fun with, with no alcohol? Well, you just <laughs> hey, come you, on over to the moon lounge. You, we'll show you. You just need Megan and Jess. <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> just drop those two in and it's a it's a party there's no doubt about it we did have a good time though and i'm oh. sure i'm sure that those two will be back but if you haven't listened to that episode by the way we recorded that as soon as you guys yeah. got back and uh it we aired it monday we aired it monday and i yeah. did get a couple messages from people after i shared my experience that yeah. were like not surprised yeah yep i, I figured and i'm like so if you want to listen to that, that was Monday's episode. I think it was 275. Yes, it so. was 275. I got back to the gym on Monday morning, met with Chris. I kind of took a week off. I've been very busy. Yeah, well, we have been busy. <laughs> it's been very busy. I and I was like, went in with week. my tail between my legs. And he's like, how was last week? Because that's what he always asked me, my, yeah. my trainer. And I was like, well, Chris, I... Uh, had some scheduling conflicts, so I skipped a week. <laughs> and he goes, you know what, Jess? A deload week, taking a week off is not the end of the world. No. Taking two weeks off is. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, all right, I'm back. I'm yeah. ready. You take a couple of weeks off and uh, you start to step yep. back. He said, don't take two weeks off. Yeah, it's too easy to fall into a bad So routine. I'm sore, but I'm back in the groove. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, And again, I'm... You know, we had this discussion uh, the other day when I was talking to Garrett, too. It's good to get in exercise and a a regular routine like what we do with JP Fitness is as good for your mind, obviously, as it is for your body. A million percent. And I'm telling you, you have to get, you don't have to, but I would highly encourage you 
to get the individual training because that is the that's the difference maker. If you've been through diets or gym experiences or whatever and it's failed you in the past and you've yo-yoed your entire life, you get some individual training mm-hmm. up at JP Fitness, it will be the game changer. Knowing myself the way that I do, if I wouldn't have had that appointment with Chris on my calendar Monday morning at 5:15, right. It would have turned into two weeks. Sure. Absolutely. But knowing that he was there, right, expecting me I was accountable. That was a game changer. It will teach you to be accountable to yourself. Yes. You won't always have to have that. I'll yep. tell you that. But it's, it, it is it is the difference maker. And he has the staff up there. John does. Yeah, the, uh, the to trainers work are with great. with anybody. Yeah, they've got somebody that will suit your personality. Yeah. I guarantee it without it, beyond the shadow of any doubt. So we have a link right on our website. And uh, they have a very... Uh, straightforward approach that you can pick from whichever plan you'd like to engage. I would suggest at least starting a couple of times a week with a trainer. Mm -hmm. That's the key. So again, we've got a link on our website. Go to georgeandjess.com. So take care of yourself and Mother Earth. Yes, love the earth. Recycle. Do what you... Don't buy stuff you don't need. If enough of us all chip in, and we do our part, it has to make a difference. We are the world. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going (laughs) to sing, but we are going to take care of Mother Earth. All right, have yourself a fantastic day. We'll be back tomorrow morning with another episode.